do the Bible, Hogwarts, disciples, and Dementors all have in common? This podcast. Welcome to the Gospel According to Harry Potter, a podcast for Potterheads, Jesus freaks, and everyone in between. My name is Ashley, and together we'll examine the entire Harry Potter series, chapter by chapter, through a biblical lens, looking for insights into Harry Potter from a Christian worldview and insights into real life from a wizarding worldview. So grab your favorite Harry Potter book, your go-to Bible translation, and maybe a mug of warm butterbeer and get ready to explore the wizarding world like never before. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Ashley, the mogul behind the mic, and I'm so excited to keep going through the Harry Potter series with you. Today we're looking at chapter three of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, Before we get into it, I do want to let you know that I am just coming off of COVID. Um, I'm feeling better. Praise God, I'm doing fine. But if my voice gets a little scratchy or anything like that, I just wanted you to know why. I also want to remind you a couple of things about how things go around here in case you're new to the show. So as I go through the recap of every chapter, you're going to hear the word Lumos to alert you when I'm shining a light on a biblical element in the story. I'll do my best to avoid any major Harry Potter series spoilers, but if you are following along, just know that I'm going to go into detail about chapter three. So make sure that you've at least read that chapter before listening if you want to avoid any spoilers. Uh, Again, this is a really great opportunity to read Harry Potter for the first time. Uh, If you are reading for the first time, I hope that this is really enhancing your experience. And if you're like me and you've read the series over and over and over, then welcome back. And I hope that this is uh, helping you to see the series through a fresh lens. I'll also be discussing Christianity from a mature biblical worldview. And so if you ever have any questions about anything that I talk about, uh, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Gospel According to Harry Potter. That's a great way to get in touch with me with any questions or if you want to discuss any of the things that I talk about here. And I'll also include all of the scriptural references in the show notes. So if you want to dig a little bit deeper on your own, uh, do your own Bible study, you'll be able to find it in that link. As a brand new podcast, I also majorly appreciate you following, leaving a friendly review if you like what you hear. And of course, please share this podcast with any other Potterheads or Jesus freaks out there who you think might want to read along with us. So without further ado, let's get going with chapter three of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling, The Letters from No One. If you recall, we last left Harry in his cupboard after getting punished for the snake incident at the zoo, and the narrator tells us that this was the longest punishment Harry had ever gotten. He's not ungrounded until the summer holidays begin, and then Dudley's friends come over a lot and Harry spends most of his time outside to avoid getting bullied. He's actually looking forward to the new school year starting in September, because for the first time he'll be at a different school than Dudley. Dudley will be going to a prestigious private school called Smeltings, while Harry will attend Stonewall High. So Dudley tries to scare Harry by saying that the bullies at Stonewall High put people's heads in toilets, and he asks if Harry wants to go upstairs and practice. And then Harry replies, quote, No thanks, the poor toilets never had anything as horrible as your head down it. It might be sick. End quote. I think this is one of those snarky Harry Potter quips that makes the books so much better than the films, in my opinion. I love the films, don't get me wrong. I think Daniel Radcliffe did an amazing job and it's near and dear to my heart, but 
book Harry has so much more personality than movie Harry. I mean, he is constantly making snarky little remarks. And so if you haven't read the books and you've only watched the movies, let me tell you, you're missing out. Anyway, one morning, while Aunt Petunia is dyeing some of Dudley's old clothes to use as Harry's school uniform, the mail arrives and Uncle Vernon sends Harry to get it. Harry is shocked to see that there's actually a letter for him, addressed very specifically to, quote, Mr. H. Potter, the cupboard under the stairs, number four, Privet Drive, Little Whinging, Surrey, end quote. Harry makes the mistake of letting his uncle see that he has a letter, and before he can unfold it, Vernon snatches it away and reads it. Lumos. Good news snatched away. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 23, Jesus tells a story called the parable of the sower. Now, I'll paraphrase here because it's a long one, but basically it's the story of a man going out to plant seeds. Some of the seeds fall on the road and the birds snatch them away before they can grow. Other seeds fall on rocky ground where they actually sprout up quickly, but soon die because they don't have deep roots. Some seeds grow among weeds and are soon choked out and die because of the weeds. And then some seeds fall on good soil and produce a harvest. Jesus explains to his disciples that the seeds represent the gospel, which means good news, about his kingdom. And the different types of ground represent different types of people and circumstances. I was reminded of the seed that fell on the road when Uncle Vernon snatched Harry's letter away before he even got a chance to read it. See, Uncle Vernon is actively preventing Harry from receiving good news. And let me tell you, there is someone out there who is actively trying to prevent you from receiving even better news. But we'll get to that a little later. Knox. The visceral reaction of the Dursleys to the fact that Harry got a letter is mystifying, not only to Harry, but also to Dudley, who is unusually berated for wanting to see the letter. And he's left out of the conversation like Harry. The Dursleys eventually move Harry out of the cupboard under the stairs and into Dudley's second bedroom. And of course, Dudley freaks out about this. But they're hoping to avoid the specific address of the letters. But the letters keep coming, now addressed to the smallest bedroom. Uncle Vernon even takes to sleeping on the floor by the front door to prevent Harry from getting to the postman before he does. Still more letters arrive in weirder and weirder ways, including crammed in the bathroom window, rolled up inside a dozen eggs, and eventually hundreds of them flying out of the fireplace. But unfortunately, Harry is not able to get a hold of one. Finally, Uncle Vernon loses it completely, and they all go to a hotel, but the letters still find them there. Then, after driving around like a lunatic, Uncle Vernon finally takes them to a horrible shack on a rock out at sea. They even have to take a boat to get to it. And Vernon is actually in a great mood because he's sure that the letters won't find Harry here. So they all go to bed. All except for Harry, anyway, who's lying on the floor of the hut. They didn't even give him a bed. He realizes that at midnight, it'll officially be his 11th birthday. So he lays there counting down the minutes until suddenly there's a booming knock at the door. Now the chapter ends here, but we can only assume that another letter has found Harry, even out on a rock at sea. Lumos pursued by good news. This chapter tells all about how these mysterious letters just won't stop coming. Harry's being pursued literally from room to room in the Dursleys' house, and eventually even when he and the Dursleys are on the run. Several beautiful Bible parallels came to mind that I want to point out about this. First of all is the fact that God pursues us. In Psalm 139 verses 7 through 10, it says, where can I go to escape your spirit? 
Where can I flee to escape your presence? If I were to ascend to heaven, you would be there. If I were to sprawl out in Sheol, there you would be. If I were to fly away on the wings of the dawn and settle down on the other side of the sea, even there your hand would guide me. Your right hand would grab hold of me. See, God cannot be outrun, and he's constantly pursuing us with love. Now, some people would respond to this idea like the Dursleys, like it freaks people out or makes them mad and it makes them want to get away. Some people hear the fact that God is pursuing them and feel like it's, it's some sort of a threat or an attack. But some respond like Harry, curious to know what this message is that keeps running after us. Now, spoiler alert, if you didn't already know, the letters that are pursuing Harry contain really good news. He's been accepted at Hogwarts, and he'll be going away from this horrible life with the Dursleys into a world where he actually belongs, where he's loved, where he's celebrated. The message that pursues us is also good news. In fact, it's the best good news. The word gospel means almost too good to be true news. And that's the message that is pursuing us so lovingly. And if you've never heard the gospel and you're not sure what this good news is, I'm going to give it to you here in a nutshell. We have all screwed up. We have all done bad things that would have excluded us from heaven and which called for the punishment of death. But then came Jesus, the Son of God. He lived the perfect life that we aren't able to live. He never once messed up. And here's the crazy part. He took the punishment we deserve, which is death. But he also did something else we can't do. He defeated death. See, when he died, then he rose again, and he's still alive forever. And because he already took our punishment, invoking the basic principle of double jeopardy, right, which means you can't be persecuted twice for the same crime, we are now declared not guilty, and we get to live in heaven forever. Guys, that's the best news you will ever hear. But there's an enemy of God out there who will stop at nothing to try to snatch that gospel away before you have the chance to soak it in, just like Vernon tried to stop Harry from receiving his letters. Don't let your good news be snatched away. Be like Harry. Fight for it. It's for you. That's the message that's actively pursuing you everywhere you go. And there are still some people who will hate that message because they love the world. But I'm like Harry. I want to know more. I want to hear the message and accept the invitation. Another thing I want to point out about the pursuit of God is that God's calling is personal. Remember that all the letters that arrived for Harry were incredibly personal. Not only do they have his name on them, but his exact location, down to which room in the house he's in. There can be no mistaking who the letters are meant for. In the same way, God's pursuit of us is so personal. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 says this, Now this is what the Lord says, The one who created you, O Jacob, and formed you, O Israel, don't be afraid, for I will protect you. I call you by name. You are mine. Again, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I chose you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Guys, God's pursuit of you isn't random just like the letters pursuing Harry aren't random. God is calling each of us specifically by name to follow him. The metaphor of Harry's locations, the cupboard under the stairs, the smallest bedroom, the hotel, the hut on the rock, it reminds me that God knows where we are in life. Maybe things are going great for you right now. Guess what? He's calling. Or maybe you're at your lowest. And guess what? He's calling. 
God doesn't care what state we're in, what position we're in. He calls us just as we are. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hogwarts didn't wait for Harry to discover his own magic and learn to use it and become a great and powerful wizard before accepting him and pursuing him. In the same way, God's not waiting for us to get right before he accepts and pursues us. He's so personal. He knows your name. He knows your past. He knows your deepest, darkest secret. And he still wants a relationship with you. And I'm telling you, that's the best news you've ever heard. Knox. So dear friends, consider this your Hogwarts letter, the invitation that you wished and waited for since you first picked up the Harry Potter series. Only it's so much better than an invitation to Hogwarts. It's an invitation to heaven. I want to take a moment for anyone who wants to respond to this invitation but isn't sure how. If you're hearing the gospel for the first time today and you want to accept this gift, or if you've already received it and want to just kind of renew your relationship with Jesus, then you can pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again and that you're alive now. I receive this gift now. I receive your forgiveness for all the wrong I've done. I invite you into my heart. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer with me, your life will get brighter and brighter from this moment forward. Now, it won't always be easy. Just like Harry, we've got a lot to learn and we've got many challenges to overcome. But the gospel is such good news because it makes us more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for joining me today to discuss chapter three. I hope you'll join me again next time as I go through chapter four of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the Keeper of the Keys. If you enjoyed this, please do me a favor and leave a friendly review and make sure you share the podcast with your friends. That is the number one way that podcasts grow is by people talking about them and sharing them. So I would really appreciate it if you share the gospel according to Harry Potter with your friends. Um, I also want to remind you to go over to Instagram. Make sure you're following me at gospel according to Harry Potter. This is where you're going to find updates about the show and some fun interactive games in my stories, as well as the ability to DM me with any questions that you might have. And as always, you're invited to join the monthly House Cup Challenge by finding the pinned House Cup post on my page and commenting your Hogwarts house to score a point. So thanks again for joining me, guys. And until next time, stay close to Jesus and don't let the muggles get you down. Bye. Bye.